This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 58. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Renegades, how are you today? Did you miss me? I apologize for making you wait a few extra days for this episode. I have been deep in my life's work of living an erotic life and doing a ton of research so I can teach you the same. And well, I got a little behind, just so you know, the work is for you. So again, I apologize. I've been thinking a lot recently about what it means to have a voice, to advocate for yourself and others, to communicate on your behalf. Advocate was a word, and I'm not making this up, I became conscious too in 2014. I'm sure I'd heard it over the years, but it never like registered, nor did I give it any meaning. What had happened was my kids were attending a school that during a sit-down meeting with their teachers, they informed me that they wanted Nick and Faith to advocate more for themselves. And I was like, wait, what? What does that mean? You want them to speak up if they don't agree with you? Are you crazy? Is that a thing? I'm confused. Won't they get in trouble? I drove home thinking, I want that. I want to advocate for myself. Oh, self-advocate. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I get it now. Why didn't I think of that earlier? This was a big aha moment, not only for me personally, but as a parent, I realized how uncomfortable it had been for me as an adult to communicate on behalf of myself and how the lack of the skill had gotten me into some even more uncomfortable situations in dating, friendships, marriages, business, etc., etc. I definitely didn't want my kids to go through life thinking or feeling that way. It actually terrified me to put them in my shoes at that time. It was settled. I would not only start using this muscle known as my voice, I would give my kids the same opportunity we as a family would begin to self-advocate. Over the last seven years, I've aimed to give my kids room to grow, learn, make their own mistakes. I've had to give myself even more room to be compassionate and forgiving of myself as I've learned my new way of parenting. I was guilty of referring to a catalog of responses I learned from my parents. For example, if my kids sought to respond to me when I was lecturing them, I might interpret that as they were disrespecting me. My former parents' script had go-to lines like, You can't talk to me like that. I'm your mom. This is my house. Those words would come out of my mouth and I would have these weird out-of-body experiences like, who are you? You sound like one of them. It was never a perfect practice, but it was always in practice. We had many dinners with company where I thought, oh my God, what have I fucking done? There were times where I did think it was too much and I would have to call like, okay, subject change. Let's give someone else a chance to speak. Or, hey, now you're just being rude. You can have opinions and not go for the jugular. Is it always easier? No. I think my life as a parent would have been probably way easier if I just said, hey, I need you to sign up for college. Here, do it at this one. And it was, yes, mom, of course, you always know best. And instead it's, you know, I'm looking at doing this thing, like there's this paid internship in Canada for six weeks, followed by a short-term sublease on campus, and, you know, probably starting at the end of the summer. I don't know if I don't decide to move to Colorado and postpone college until I figure things out. Oh, I'm sorry. 
you need to figure things out, let me make this easy for you. (laughs) Parents, I know you understand, but I'm committed. At the beginning of 2020, I went so far as to tell my kids to start questioning everything I ever taught them and the adults around them as well. I said, don't just assume because someone is older that they know more or what's best for you. You need to weigh it all out. You have a good foundation. You know right from wrong. Now question everything. Politics, civil justice, human rights. If you have questions, ask them. Learn to form your own beliefs and speak up for them. Be flexible, stay open, but learn to play in the gray. As I've watched my kids shape their own opinions and ideas over the years, I have found myself and others presenting to them situations to get their perspective. They are able to communicate in a way that I am incredibly proud of, I admire, and oftentimes aspire to. What has grown out of this experience of me letting my kids advocate for themselves is true intimacy, trust, and independence. Let me explain. When someone gets to share how they are feeling without being told they can't or it's wrong, they can feel safe with that person. They develop this trust. And more than not, I have found that when it comes to the big questions and problems, they come to the trusted source to get insight, advice, and input. Sometimes they just need a sounding board, which is a skill you develop when you let the people around you communicate. You also develop a beautiful skill of feeling very uncomfortable listening to others struggle with what's in front of them and trying not to fix it, not make it about you. Admittedly, Even after years of practicing using my voice, I still struggle to advocate for myself in any situation where I feel I might be hurting someone or it would appear disrespectful or require me to summon any amount of courage to do, like really fucking uncomfortable. Logically, it sounds like the obvious approach to be open with and share with others what we are thinking and feeling, but we have not been taught to do this as a society, to act in this way. If anything, we have a collective belief We are taught to be nice. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. The classic respect your elders and don't say that or you'll hurt their feelings. However, I have found in my experience that it is far more painful not advocating for yourself and communicating on your behalf than it is to say what it is you are needing to say. How many of you struggle with this indecision, feeling stuck and confused, rather than using your voice and asking for what you want in your relationships, at work, in the bedroom? I was talking to a client recently, and she was sharing with me that she saw a text on the man's phone of whom she is dating that said, I'll see you tonight. And rather than asking him about it, she leaves a note saying work came up, and then she got the hell out of there, never mentioning the aforementioned text. Instead, she went home with an empty, sick feeling in her stomach, letting her brain spin stories of what it meant, who she might have been. Was it work-related? Was it more? How did they meet? Are there others? He called her later, but she sent it a voicemail, texted him that she can't talk, busy with clients. With barely any sleep that night, she rolled out of bed and found a text from him. Good morning. Want to get breakfast? What about lunch? She made up more lies and continued to dodge his calls and avoid meeting with him. A little time goes by and he shows up. She said she felt guarded when she saw him, but acted like everything was fine. Just great. Busy week. You know how it is. He asks if he can help. Oh no, of course not. I've got this. I can handle it. Later in the week, she acquiesces to his dinner invite, and she carries on, never addressing the text, never asking questions, and from that moment on, never allowing that person to get close to her. The guard has gone up. The trust, broken. She feels broken, slightly devastated, 
and continues to raise the walls higher and higher. Rather than feeling like you have permission to ask about a text, you pretend you don't care. You tell yourself it's not your place, or you panic altogether, and you play it cool by lying to them and yourself, because the truth is, you do care, you desperately care. And even though you keep showing up in this relationship acting like it's fine, you continue to collect more evidence as to why you can't trust them, why you shouldn't be together. You find yourself checking social media, glancing at their phone when it pings. Perhaps you start pressing for information on the relationship status you're in or that you have. You want to end it all together and just leave, but you can't seem to do it. You're so confused. You feel like he's so loving and supportive. He would do anything for you. Maybe this is fine. Maybe we are seeing other people. Oh, I bet we're open. How unorthodox. Sounds a bit romantic and edgy. The more you think about it, why would we want to label this? If only you believe that, right? The constant rhetoric in your mind is, what are we? What are we doing? Is he seeing other people? Can I see other people? Maybe I should. Should I tell him? How the hell do I work with this? Maybe he's not what I want after all. It's too confusing. What I need are rules and boundaries. I need to place parameters. And instead of advocating for yourself, asking about the text, communicating your boundaries, you avoid the conversation altogether and spin on rhetoric. Renegades, this thought loop is the result of being afraid to use your own voice. Maybe you don't have experience with it. Growing up, you may have learned that girls aren't supposed to say what they want. Maybe you lived in a home and they taught you that you had no say regardless of the sex. Maybe one time you raised your hand in class and gave your teacher the wrong answer in front of everyone, felt total humiliation, and made a vow of silence from that moment forward. But not learning to advocate for yourself and your needs will create a world of misery for you. Why do we feel like we can't ask about a text, or if our partners are sleeping with other people? I was talking with a client recently about dating and reaching out to women on Bumble, and he told me, I'm not a great conversation starter. I was floored by his response. I think I felt offended actually like he was lying to me a little because I've watched this man in action with business calls and friends and strangers alike and he's one of those guys that will start a conversation with anyone, anyone. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I pointed those things out and said, how is reaching out to women on Bumble different than making cold calls for business? He said, it just is. I said, you know what? You're right. There is a difference. Do you know what it is? And he said, tell me. And I said, the difference is your thinking. You think if you reach out and she's not interested that you are being rejected. But when you make a cold call for business, you think it's a numbers game and it's all math and no drama. And because of this fearful driven thought about being rejected, you don't communicate at all. You don't reach out, you don't meet anyone, and you don't get closer to finding the one. I want you to think about all the feelings that come up when you deny communicating on your behalf. I imagine a variety from distrust, rejection, fear, anxiety, sadness, anger, jealousy, resentment, self-doubt, insecurity, an endless list of uncomfortable emotions, all so you could avoid feeling the ones that would come with the asking, hey, what's this text about? Forgive me for speaking in gender norms, but when I ask my female clients, What do you think you will feel if you use your voice? More than not, I hear her tell me that she will feel foolish. If she lets him in, he will see her weak side and how fragile she is. And that she doesn't actually know how to. She doesn't know how to speak up for herself with her romantic partners. 
And I know they have a voice because my clients are high-performing women. They run businesses, manage families and employees. They do not play. But when it comes to their romantic relationships, they play so small. When I ask my male clients what's holding them back from advocating for themselves, they say, I don't really feel that important. Or I'm really frustrated and I don't know what to do. And when I don't know what to do, I sit and I don't say anything. Do you want to know what I hear? I hear a lot of judgment of yourself on how you feel about what it means to have a voice and advocate for yourself. Ask yourself, how am I being foolish when I communicate my needs with my partner, but not with my employees? What is the difference? Is it true that I'm not important enough to talk to my partner about what I'm thinking? Could I prove that in the court of law? Is it possible that I can be frustrated, not know what to do, and still speak my truth? Renegades, you are not the people society raised to play it safe. We're just not. We have voices. We have needs. This doesn't make you bossy, needy, bitchy, demanding, or aggressive. It makes you human. It's your human right. Start practicing now. Put it on paper. Share with a friend. Why are you afraid of asking? What are you thinking is going to happen? You know, this week I'm practicing with my clients fear setting. It's kind of like goal setting, but the opposite. Why don't you give that a go? I want you to play out your fears, like play them all the way out. Ask yourself, what if I, and then fill in the blank. What if I ask him about the text that I saw on his phone and it turns out he is having an affair and a date with someone else and we break up and I'm all alone forever. I could create boundaries around our relationship starting now. I could choose to end it and meet new people. We could decide we're in an open relationship. How can I be okay if it ends? I could go to therapy or coaching. I could talk to someone to help me process and move on. Is this the first time this has ever happened? What have other people in my situation I know and admire done? What are the benefits of me trying to have this conversation? What might I learn? How will I grow? What will it cost me emotionally if I don't have this conversation, if I don't communicate, if I don't ask? How might my life end up better by having this conversation? All right, renegades, that's your job, right? Inquire, seek, reveal. Until next week, stay sexy. Hey, renegades, if you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man.